Uh, uh, hi everyone, uh, welcome to another episode on the India Independent Film Podcast, where we talk about films and film writing. I am Pankaj Sasteva. Uh, I write on my blog, Dichotomy of Irony, and also contribute to articles on the IF website. I have with me again Rahul Desai, critic for the Film Companion. Um, so last time, I think it was two, three weeks ago, we had a podcast on some few topics. So uh, we have another set of topics today. Uh, but as usual, before I go there, Rahul, uh, what have you seen interesting in the last two, three weeks? Yeah, now, uh, good thing is I've started to be prepared for this question. <laughs> because earlier it used to come out of like, and then I had to recall and my memory is really fading for some reason. But this time I'm uh, sort of, I have an answer because... So basically, last couple of weeks have been really hectic. And um, as we know, you know, like, Geo Cinema has also suddenly entered the fray with releases sort of every week. And also, it's getting a little uh, overwhelming for a lot of critics, at least a lot of sort of weekly critics. But fortunately, I've managed to watch a few good things in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, two of them were web shows in the same week. Uh, one was Scoop. Uh, Hansel Mehta's new show and the other was School of Lies on Hotstar which which is fascinating because it got a lot of divisive reviews but the ones the people who I know who loved it or who, who it worked for have really really sort of vouched for it but the ones it didn't work for are totally like it's the worst show ever so I always I'm always fascinated by those kind of shows uh, so if people haven't watched that and it's a very difficult show to watch also because it's very bleak uh, it talks about trauma abuse uh, that entire cycle of sort of um, of parental neglect and it's set in a boarding school um, in a hill station but you know it's it's directed by avinash arun so it's always i always thought it was going to be visually interesting but it's far more than that it's it's very well written and it's very well designed uh, scoop hansel mehta scoop also even though i had issues with the show i thought it was um, it was one of the better shows of the year as well. Um, there were uh, sort of Karish Matanna's uh, performance as the lead in that did not entirely work for me. I suspect if it had, then it, you know, Scoop might have been an infinitely better show. Um, and there was uh, also, I watched um, the new Spider-Man film, the animated film Across the Spider-Verse. And so I watched the first one into the spider was a couple of years ago, um, of course, in theaters when it came out before the pandemic. Um, I was very taken by that one, but not as taken as a lot of people because I remember it got some 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone it was universally sort of uh, praised everywhere. And but this film across the spider was is easily one of the most like it's one of the most ingeniously designed and conceived films I've seen in a while. Like it, it it sort of changed the medium of animation for me. It changed the limitations and the potential of the medium itself. Uh, it's not for children exactly. So it found, I found it very amusing to see sort of children in the theater come in the Spider-Man costumes expecting, you know, one of those Marvel films. Uh, but it was their parents who were more attentive towards the film in the theater when I was seeing their faces. Because it it's just unlike anything you've seen. It's very innovative, very imaginative. It again deals with the whole multiverse thing, which which, you know, I plateaued with in terms of how Marvel has gone about it, but I thought they've done a great job of uh, using it here. It reminded me of Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was a live-action film, I know, but potentially, at least the, the ambition of this film reminded me of that. Uh, so if, you know, so if whoever hasn't seen it, if it's still running in theatres, I 
I genuinely recommend you watch it on a big screen because when it comes on Netflix or wherever it comes later, it might not have the same effect. Um, so yeah, these three are the things, and as it turns out, all three I watched in the same week. So and this was last week, so it was a very very heavy writing week. Right. Right. And I also saw you saw uh, Bloody Daddy, uh, Bloody Daddy, yeah, right? This week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that also uh, came out. Uh, yeah, which I didn't mind at all. Also, mm. like I thought it was again, you know, expectations play a big uh, sort of role here. But um, I've always thought Ali Abbas Zafar is a very interesting director compared to the other directors who made made it big while directing Salman Khan. And this is the only guy who made Salman Khan act. You must remember that in Sultan. So. um so yeah it it was a fairly enjoyable film for most part of course at the same time there are problems with it it turned out to be disappointing eventually but uh, uh yeah it was a good time because we managed to watch it on the big screen that that was the press screening was on a big screen so that was a good strategy i think because it it hit us differently because otherwise it's streaming on the geo cinema platform for free for everyone to watch right right okay so uh, now i uh, before i start uh, the other topic question somebody asked me to ask you sort of you know like uh, you know you write these other articles uh, uh, like, like the wiki kaushal one also uh, which yeah. came out recently uh, uh, is there anything you know like what's your process of generating these ideas for different pieces um i don't think there's a, i mean honestly it's part of working as a writer for any publication you i mean you have to do more than just reviews nowadays right like you have to come up with feature ideas uh, it's a part and parcel it's a challenge also of working as a full time reviewer because some there are some weeks when there are not enough releases so you mm. have to and i'm not a big fan of sort of pegging these articles to say wiki kaushal's birthday like we did or to 25 years of a film or 20 years of a film i'm not a fan i think it's clickbait but i know that it's unavoidable for digital portals like film companion for a lot of the portals i write for you have to do it because there is just simply not enough to write about that week if there are not enough hindi films coming out in the week so as a writer in your head you also have to make a certain uh, i mean you have to write a certain amount in a month and sometimes you try to make you know sort of make lemonade out of uh, lemons because like you try to do the best possible job uh, in terms of how to sort of cater to this clickbaity culture but also do it differently so when i do see like anniversaries coming up or like some film i want to write about like kabhi kabhi na i did recently also um i and it was very weird it was 29 years of kabhi kabhi na so i didn't even need to write about it but i still did because i just need an excuse so i use it as an excuse to dive deeper into the person's artist filmography or the film's legacy Uh, and i always try to do these listicles and rankings a little differently i make sure to mention that the rankings really don't matter in the end because for me it's like writing an essay or diving deep into the actor or actresses sort of or directors for that matter their career and i enjoy writing them while i'm doing it because of course it involves a lot of revisiting of old films um, and uh, you see things that you didn't see before when you reviewed their films early on so for me i try to marry that hindsight um with uh, what that person currently is and uh, uh, i try to do a, i try to do it little differently like at least the the lists and all because i've never been a big fan of them but I, i think if you must do them then you do them creatively 
and i try to give my best sort of writing there because i always try to make sure that whenever i mention a film or uh, if i'm writing about, about a particular performance in a list then i make sure to sort of paint a bigger broader picture of where that where we were when that film released what the context is what the time was and how it sort of um, works in now in context of the artist filmography so these are things you couldn't do when you were reviewing it then so now that years have passed you can do it like i could write about vicky kaushal's performance in razi very differently now you know i could do the same thing about his lapper square foot thing you start seeing patterns and also which you want to do so for me i just treat it as features on these artists and uh, the rankings are entirely incidental basically hmm. so now you did this uh, piece on vicky kaushal and you know you yes. mentioned um, Like he's the Rahul Dravid of Indian Hindi yeah. cinema. Uh, it is a very interesting analogy. Um, would you like to? You mentioned in the piece, but would you like to say a little mm. bit more on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of using using sporting allegories, uh, and I, I don't use them lightly. You know, I'm not just using it for like so that people sort of react to a headline or react to an article, but. the thing is because i watched vicky kaushal right since his first film i think most of us have because our cinephilia have like sort of uh, gone hand in hand with his career in the last decade so i've been watching him and i i mean that's the thing about him that you know you it's always a very unglamorous a very steady presence in most films he n- almost never does a bad job i think he fits into almost every role he does or he does the best possible job there and he's one of the few actors to make it as a lead actor after giving a bunch of very good supporting roles as well he never minded playing second fiddle for for a while and uh, that that reliability of watching vicky kaushal on a poster or in a film is very rare you know these days you you watch for example you see ayushman khurana you know exactly what kind of film it's going to be you see rajkumar rao you know nowadays more or less it's going to be a horror comedy a little more mainstream uh, vicky kaushal in that sense is like even though he's a lead actor now and he's more of a star now after uri i think he's still a little more versatile in that sense and i think he's still a little more capable of spreading his wings a little more he's tried a lot of different kind of roles in a very short span of time and uh, i just feel when i see him on screen i get a very calming feeling like i know that this guy has it in control even in zara hatke zara bachke which was recently last week itself i really liked his performance even though the film didn't work for me sara ali khan i thought was terrible but i, th- I again like it's always about how effortless he is but then at the same time you know that he's um, he's always giving his 100% to whatever role he's doing and it's not easy to do you know to to be a bit of an actor and bit of a star and also at the same time never stand out in a film so i think that steady presence reminded me of watching rahul dravid play at the peak of his cricketing career as well because he is always playing second fiddle to ganguly or tendulkar but in over a period of time we remember him as the wall in a way so uh, so i think vicky kaushal is that kind of reliable actor whether he's in mainstream or not it doesn't matter i i always feel like he'll is always you know very dependable uh, if you see him on screen right so that leads to my second question which is sort of a pop quiz do you have other analogies so who is the sachin tendulkar <laughs> <laughs> uh, um i mean sachin tendulkar i think for the longest time it was shahrukh khan right because i think right. both of their careers also 
went hand in hand in the 90s and i remember the ads they used to do together it used to be it used to be absolutely crazy to see the see it on tv two of the biggest superstars so yeah so for me that was always the biggest star in the industry and it was always uh, sort of um, you know sharukh khan in that sense but uh, again if you look mm-hmm. at sharukh khan you can see is a combination of tendulkar and ganguly if you are going to put a golden era because he had attitude as well uh he also changed the landscape of hindi cinema and he was also the most prolific star of his time so so yeah there i mean you, if you think deeply you can always uh, associate some kind of sporting star to um to an entertainment uh, you know artist or a star uh, over time and who would you put roger federer then <laughs> mm. roger federer has to be more global right because he's an yeah. international star um but uh, you know hard to say honestly i'd um, i don't know it's it's tough uh, roger federer good one i i would have said tom cruise but the thing is tom cruise is too much of a superstar and um, he's not exactly been known but i'd say someone closer to brad pitt you know like something mm-hmm. someone who's reinvented himself and you know who's gone from a looker and a hunk to more of an actor and an artist and it's not easy to reinvent yourself in big industries and i think brad pitt has surprised everyone over the last decade or so with the kind of roles he's been doing so i think someone more evergreen and someone who's more adaptable someone like him i would call him that mm. and dhoni it's a pop dhoni quiz have, so yeah <laughs> uh, dhoni i have actually, i have a love hate relationship with dhoni so i'm going to um So yeah, it's interesting. I'd say Amir Khan is a little Dhoni for me for some reason. I don't know why, but that intellectual way about uh, the way Dhoni goes about his cricket or his captaincy, because Dhoni was known to be a brain, a brainy cricketer more than a, a sort of talented cricketer. I think Amir Khan would be a good fit for that because he's always been smart in the way he's been doing films, even though it hasn't worked. Sometimes it has. I think Dhoni is the same legacy more or less, and he also is very important to the industry. Right. and then last the kohli virat kohli <laughs> uh, virat kohli someone brash someone uh, unapologetic and uh, superstar of the modern era i'd say ranveer singh would be closer to kohli right like um i mean of course ranveer singh very likable personality even off screen kohli is very aggressive on screen but even ranveer singh is in in a very different way like his energy is very aggressive in most of the roles he does uh, i think and that's um that reputation of his uh, it does not get sort of um consumed by uh, his talent either so i think that's a good mix of things and at the same time he makes you know he's he's made a couple of mistakes he goes overboard sometimes so so yeah I, i'd say like of the modern era i'd say ranveer singh and kohli's um careers sort of for me at least match in my head and anybody reminds you ranveer kapoor reminds you of yeah i was just anybody? i was just thinking <laughs> problem is ranveer kapoor of today is so unrecognizable from the one yeah. we saw 10 years ago and the the one that made a heart sing for so long that it's really hard like the transformation to see it i'm, I'm i mean i'm saying it on record it's very difficult to see him like um sort of No, almost sell out no but sort of give in to this entire sort of um of of mainstream hindi cinema and not try anymore I, of course he's working with the kind of directors i don't want him to be working with and he's uh, he was terrible in his last film so 
it's very difficult to pinpoint who ranbir kapoor is right now so i can't even tell you who who you know what kind of cricketer or sort of sporting star would sort of match him Mm, yeah, I also feel the same. I didn't like to juti a makar at all. It he was, was not in it also. Like I'm used to seeing bad films with Ranbir Kapoor sort of breezing through, like Vicky Kaushal does right now. But even he was so he was so stilted and bad in that he had given up trying. Mm. Okay, and now that actually brings me to the next thing um, question, which is related to Vicky Kaushal. again and ranveer kapoor you never debuted sanju because of conflict of interest on fc mm. but now you can tell us how did what do you think of that film i am not a big fan of that film i thought it was uh, um, so when i watched it i was obviously i watched it in like first day first show i got swayed with uh, like this entire craze of seeing ranveer kapoor playing sanjay dat on screen it was packed the hall was cheering all that it's like watching a salman khan film but at a different parameter almost but uh, but you know over time i'm thinking about it first of all very forgettable i thought it was rajkumar rani's worst film by far uh, there's no comparison i thought what the, i thought the fact that he made a film about his friend was a gift to his friend himself it felt like more personal more hagiographic in that sense and because of that it felt more irrational like that entire last half an hour of him blaming everything on the media and all was absolute rubbish uh i i don't expect objectivity you can make a biopic about someone sure do it like be biased i love bias all of us are biased but uh, but do it in a way that you know, i don't think rajkumar hirani's sort of tone of making his films uh, of what we call a hirani film matched with sort of sanjay dat's career it it dumbed it down and simplified such a complicated man and celebrity that it didn't it didn't do like and the only reason of course the film did well is because of ranbir kapoor because of his performance because of the entire gimmick of him playing uh, someone who's already there in the industry so uh, yeah i'm i mean as much as i liked his performance and i thought like he did a good job of finding a balance between imitating uh, the person and sort of making it his own i still think it was a very very mediocre film and it it just went wrong in many ways uh that told me that rajkumar hirani himself is a very flawed person hmm. I, i don't think he's made another film after that no, no. Uh, oh that now donkey 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 whatever coming. is coming hmm. this year so yeah it will uh, be interesting um i brought sanjeev up because you know you uh, vicky kaushal was as comely i think he was uh, great in yeah. that film he was very good yeah hmm. uh, how was raman raghav too for you do you remember that was a bit yeah i do remember and i remember coming away thinking that maybe he's trying too hard here like it's one of those um, it almost felt like watching dravid play odi cricket in the beginning of his career mm-hmm. you know struggling a little didn't know how to adapt in a younger format or in 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 a format where he he doesn't really fit in so it felt like vicky kaushal was so aware of the fact that anurag kashyap this is anurag kashyap cinema that he tried to overdo the darkness the method the 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 brooding sort of um you know gray cop that he played who turns it was very much a badlapur formula right like i think badlapur mm. did it way better than raman raghav i didn't i wasn't a big fan of raman raghav eventually but of course it's very difficult to be opposite nawaz and sort of stand out you know and i thought varun dhawan did a very good job of being so raw and such a green on and still you know trying to give it his all and at the same time not trying um 
to be the protagonist in Badlapur. And uh, I feel like uh, Vicky Kaushal sort of got carried away with the darkness of that role. And it's easy to do that. You know, when Anurag Kajab, it's always a cinema of excesses. It's, it's, it's very difficult to carry off that sort of role. But as again, also very impressed with the screen presence. I know we've heard this term screen presence over the years in many ways in reviews and all. But for me, it means something very specific because... Um, because it's basically not what happens when the person is on screen, but when he's not on it. Like when he's, say, even if he's not in a shot and he's reacting to a shot, you know he's not trying to hijack that scene at the same time. And you know that his character still is influencing uh, the scenes or the premise or the plot when, when the camera is on Nawaz, for example, or when the camera is on the serial killer doing his thing in Bombay. You know that Vicky Kaushal is still lurking around somewhere and you wonder what that character is up to. Is he doing the dishes right now? Or is he uh, smoking? Is he doing weed right now? Or is he having sex right now? You know, you think of these things uh, when uh, when you talk about screen presence. And that for me is something Vicky Kaushal has that I think not enough actors have in this industry. Mm. Right. right, right. Uh, have you ever thought, I know, uh, since you're talking about sports, uh, maybe one of these days we should just talk about your sports writing pieces. But have you done yeah, any man. sports podcasts? Like, uh, these, <clears throat> have you got any opportunity to speak about? Um, not okay. really. Uh, it's been a while. Like, I think during the pandemic, I did a couple of tennis podcasts with uh, with a old friend. Um, but uh, since then, I think the only sports podcast I've done technically is with Uday Bhatia. We've done sports films podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've talked about sports films and all. And both of us, I guess, are very similar in that way. We grew up like loving that genre. And we are nerds in that sense. We watched the B movies, the C movies, the D movies and sports in that particular genre. So, uh, so it's always nice to talk about when filmmaking and sports sort of, um, you know, go hand in hand. I remember writing a piece a couple of years ago for FC about why cricket why Bollywood doesn't get cricket right. Um, and it was a very long piece. It was like 2,500 words or something. And it was only a feature. It was just um, about all the film, all the cricket films that we've seen over time. And why? And I, I, do, I, I was very satisfied writing that because it sort of, it, um, it satisfied that sports itch in me, that cricket nerd in me, as well as the Bollywood sort of nerd in me. And uh, I, I managed to merge filmmaking and the sport in a way, in that piece that I hadn't had the opportunity to do before, and like the way why why cricket is shot a certain way in, in films, or why the technique of a actor or a batsman like Sushant Singh Rajput in Dhoni or in Kaipoche, how is it different from someone uh, in in you know Ferrari ki Savari, for example? So I got I got a chance to get into all those nitty gritties, and it's very satisfying. So I, I keep hoping I get more opportunities to write about both the mediums together but it's been a while since I've written even a sports piece for my blog which I used to do at least three or four every year uh, mostly on tennis and mostly maybe sometimes on Kohli or you know whatever but uh, yeah it's been a while I guess um, it's just um, it's just sometimes there's so many films and so many yeah. things to write about and you're with the personal essays also there's so much to write about that it's hard to give time to uh, only sports so I, I now leave sports as my downtime at the end of every week like uh, if you notice I tweet more about sports than about films almost like sports is my passion and films is my job and I think yeah it's sort of like that also right right no that's why I asked like because uh, you've written on tennis also uh, yeah. different pieces so 
yeah hopefully we'll see more uh, <clears throat> and then uh, like again talking about Vicky Kaushal uh, you mentioned Zara Hatke and then there was also you know Govinda Naam Mera uh, yeah. Was he was he terrible in those films? You gave part of the answer like no, I, but so yeah. So I basically watched Govinda Amira later. I didn't manage to review it. I was traveling then, but uh, whatever little I watched of that film, of course the film is just it. It's one of those many forgettable, almost like um, mm-hmm. campy sort of tributes, nostalgia tributes to Govinda and that era, but. I didn't think much of the film, but I really did think Vicky Kaushal has something about him. Like, he can do anything he wants. He can be a Govinda in one film. He can be a Ranbir Kapoor in one film. He can be a Shah Rukh in one film without really sort of also dominating the screen. You know, he has a very everyman uh, sort of vibe about him uh, and a very easygoing vibe about him. But you know he takes the craft very seriously. You can see it from the way he approaches certain scenes, even in... Uh, in Govinda Namira, he didn't have much of an opportunity. He was sort of flexing his comedy muscles there, which I thought he was pretty good at, honestly. If you ask me, he's as good as, say, Rajkumar Rao or Ayushman in that sense. But uh, I saw it in Zarahatke, Zarabachke, in the few dramatic scenes that came, which were jarring in the larger context of the film. I thought Vicky Kaushal was really, really remarkable in some of those sequences uh, or the way he sort of breaks down or the way he gets serious on screen or has a fight with his partner on screen. There's something about him that's very different. I hope serves him well in the long longer run because we can quite clearly see that he wants to do the bigger films right now and he wants to become more of a star right now, especially after Uri did so well like commercially. So you can see that he's entered the big league in a sense and he's become more dependable as a sort of box office uh, actor. In uh, And I'm afraid that because of that, he'll stop doing films like Masan or the supporting roles like Razi uh, and Sanju. Um, but I do trust him enough to know that once in a while he will do a good film like Sardar Uddam. It's a very difficult film to carry off and and to do it for a director like Sudhir Sarkar, uh, who's almost an auteo in that sense in Hindi cinema, especially given the last decade. I thought that was one of the most remarkable Hindi films or biopics I've seen in recent times. It subverted the entire notion of what we think a biopic should be. And um, I think Vicky Kaushal sort of gave his best in that film and wasn't a big fan of the way he sort of spoke broken English in the beginning of or during that film, which was a very specific uh, problem I had with his performance. But overall, the way he performed during the the massacre towards the end of the film, the climax of the film, I thought is one of the great instances of physical acting in Hindi cinema. And I think no other actor could have done it. No other young actor could have done it right now. Right. Nice. Um, and then also, you know, like uh, FC only like had written this piece that he's uh, perhaps the saddest boyfriend <laughs> in uh, cinema because he yeah. like uh, ends up with like girlfriends with dead or leaving him uh, yeah, like that sort of a thing. I think uh, FC only, I read it on FC only yeah. that I clearly remember. So uh, this now, this film came almost PR with DJ Mahabharat. Um, yeah. uh, I think it was a. I didn't like it much, but uh, what did you think of that film? Vicky Kaushal was the Yeah, I absolutely disliked that film so much. I think Anurag Kashyap lost it. Like it just became very obvious then that I hope to God he doesn't go down the Ramgopal Verma way because he's just like I feel like he's almost done 
uh, with art itself and now he's like living on his legacy but uh, whatever the case i i thought it was a terrible cameo also by vicky gosh <laughs> like he was just being that you know that sort of shahrukh khan and mohapate sort of cameo ke i'm I, like all preachy love rj sort mm-hmm. of thing where he just spouts uh, great lines about love and mohapat and i never liked those kind of roles no matter who the actor is it could have been sharukh for that matter it could have been amir or anyone ranbir kapoor i would have still hated the character because it was an extension of his manmarjia character right in in a way it was an extension of that universe and manmarjia was such a fine film in its own way and vicky kaushal was so good in that film so mercurial but again such a sad boyfriend as you rightly mentioned um, and the way he had subverted toxicity of that north indian boyfriend in that film uh everything all the edge was lacking in uh, almost fact first of all it was just a special appearance so i'm going to keep it as that and act like it was it's not part of his filmography and secondly i just feel like anurag kashyap is trying to be so derivative it felt like an imtiaz for ali film gone wrong which is more or less an imtiaz ali film these days and um and it, yeah and i i wasn't a big fan of that film i have nothing good to say about it hmm right right and now i think uh, kaushal is uh, he's supposed to come in this film called ashwatthama i don't know what's happening with that film mm. postponed or what but i think sam manik shaw's biography or biography right, right, megna yeah. gulzar uh, i think it's megna so he also did yeah. razi uh, yeah. uh, with her so between um, uh, like on the last topic last question for wiki kaushal sort of i mean i didn't ask about sardharudham because i think you've already spoken about all his best films masan we've spoken about sardharudham yeah. we've spoken about so anything on love for square foot and razi um, do you have anything uh, nice something nice to say about any of his performances yeah like very underrated performance in love for mm-hmm. square foot <clears throat> film is sort of slightly better than average i feel over time thought it could have done a few things better but in terms of the characters and in terms of like of course i felt like uh, zara hatke was a sort of reverse yeah. version of love for square foot was trying too hard to be that sort of film but uh, I, and it was i remember love for square foot first netflix india original so it was a big deal at least in term of the streaming ecosystem uh, i i quite liked vicky kaushal in that film there were lovely supporting cast in the film the parents sort of dominated the show uh, even though they were two young leads and i thought vicky kaushal showed what he could do as a lead actor in that film and he was very unobtrusive and it was very uh, again very fluid in his performance there it felt very natural it felt like a bombay guy and you don't often say that about uh, actors playing bombay characters in in urban sort of middle class films and i thought he did a he, he did a very good job there in that mm-hmm. film and uh, razi i think is one of my favorite performances of him and like for me that's how you go about a supporting performance of course female dominated film alia but is outstanding in that film uh, film itself is like really you know very well crafted thriller um, even though you know in time it's you you can forget that sort of film i thought uh, vicky kaushal's character was a fulcrum of that film because it was the fulcrum of the conflict of the female protagonist where she actually falls in love the with the pakistani husband that she pretends to be married to for so long so i just uh, there were lovely scenes in that film the kissing scene which i mentioned um, and uh, just that face that he does with the sad eyes or with the soulful eyes which he also does in sanju which he also does in masan i thought um, it came out very well in razi and it 
it made the film more believable uh, when the writing itself was faltering uh, and very few actors have that capacity to elevate the material when first of all they are not the lead of the film and secondly the writing is sort of faltering at some point so he was that he was the soul of that film for me and everything about the female spy the indian spy uh, her journey depended on how she felt for that character that man and to play such a humanized version of a pakistani protagonist is very a uh, pakistani character is very rare in hindi cinema i think he did a very good job there mm. right right okay now i had another set of topics on let's talk about jab we met first and then uh, i'll ask something else is that a like you know it's such a good rom-com sort of like how do you look back at the sort of legacy of jab we met now it's almost 15 16 years yeah so yeah very obviously very enjoyable rom-com broke a lot of um, ground in that genre i think imtiaz ali that imtiaz ali for those five or six years was unmatchable in terms of mainstream hindi cinema um i i you know as one of the few who liked his first film his previous film uh, more than jab we met obviously the what was the name socha um, socha socha yeah so aisha takya i absolutely fell in love with aisha takya in that film i thought um, you know abhay deol was still in his alternate alternative sort of acting phase and that film even though was a little shabby in terms of its craft it worked for me as a write as a script um and as a film a lot more than jabbi met so when jabbi met came i remember the hype i remember the craze around it uh, about karina's character especially and her performance because she had finally given the kind of performance that a lot of people were expecting from her for years and and she had passed off like meaty roles like alona and others and pe- a lot of people felt she wasn't just ambi- she just wasn't ambitious enough you know being a kapoor and uh, acting coming so easy to her that star quality about her so there were a lot of questions about whether she wanted to act that well and i think jabbi met happened uh, by chance to her in that sense she still played it like she was a star but i think uh, that character geet really caught on and became like a pop culture uh, sort of i iconic pop cultural uh, thing and um, i became fond of the film over time uh, especially its characters and its little moments like like everyone else but i'm a little annoyed with its legacy right now because you know that the geet has become a stereotype you know that that manic pixie girlfriend uh, the same sort of trope has been repeated and been failed uh, 100 times by uh, these small town north north indian or middle indian films and it became such a big stereotype that you start sort of resenting the original source material right after a while is the same thing with like a lot of aditya chopra and karan johar's late 90s films if they hadn't made those films then thousands of films after that wouldn't have been so derivative they would have maybe uh, had to be more original and not just keep borrowing from that same ddlj and kuch kuch hota and uh, k3g template and i felt the same about jab we met of course no fault of the films on their own for being so original but mm-hmm. uh, over time this is how it works in hindi cinema one the one path breaking film they'll make it, milk it dry Uh, and this current generation will start resenting the original film which is jab we met in that sense because they have been watching all these films over a period of time all these actresses trying to recreate the geet template and get there and then treat jab we met as just another sort of film in that sense so it's very difficult to trace it back but given that we were there we were that generation 
um, over time, unfortunately, um, Hindi cinema itself makes it difficult to appreciate that legacy uh, because they they really milk it dry. They leave nothing for you, nothing left to your imagination. Mm. And uh, I get very wary when I say a geet in a film now or a geet kind of character in a film now. And I I I prepare for the worst normally. So you know that's what I like. Whenever I speak to people now, they either love Geet or they find her extremely annoying. You know, yeah. Like even originally, uh, like mm-hmm. let's say, do you feel she's more on the annoying side, or were you okay mm-hmm. with her being chatty? You know, like like a fun character sort of a thing. Yeah, As a character. Yeah, no doubt she was. I think she was supposed to be annoying. I just think mm-hmm. that Karina Kapoor made her a little more annoying. because you know being a kapoor the way she played poo in k3g she's always a little more over the top than say actors actor she's a star actor so because acting came so naturally to her she used to always play every character like a star and i think she played geet like that like it was her interpretation of a small town character right and because of that her chattiness is a little more exaggerated uh especially in the train in the beginning the way she goes about things the way she keep she has this verbal diarrhea throughout the film sure a lot of men indian men find that cute over time because of geet exactly like because this is and a lot of us in the early 2000 early nots you mustn't forget a lot of uh, us who grew up in india i guess watching hindi cinema we fantasized about this girl being the sort of um counterpart to the to the urmila kind of rangila character right the sexy character so a lot of us considered this character as the homely chatty uh, girl you can take home to your parents sort of character uh, at least a lot of us teenagers growing up in india so um i think it sort of fed into that fantasy very well uh, i think karina's performance uh, sort of took it to that level as well and um and that's the sort of thing because kajol in ddlj if you i mean if you look at kajol as an off screen star or as an off screen person she is very chatty off the screen we've seen that in yeah. the making of ddlj we've seen that uh, in all those 90s films and she used to play quieter characters on screen now that chattiness that we saw of kajol off screen that a lot of people didn't see on screen came through with geet you know and that's the reason when she becomes sad towards the end of the film when she her heart breaks and when she becomes little more silent it's a, it's far more pronounced and your heart bleeds far more for her character uh once she goes silent and that's what happens to the shahid kapoor character in that film and that's why i felt like it it was a great mix of so many kinds of women uh that a lot of a lot of girl, uh, basically girls that a lot of us sort of had a perception from hindi cinema over time and uh, i i found her annoying of course but i also found uh, her very alluring in that sense and i think that's what the film was trying to do I was shy. <clears throat> I shy. Did he get overshadowed? I felt he gave a fabulous performance, but it's just Geet just overshadowed him. <laughs> How was your view of Shahid? <clears throat> I think Shahid was quite good in that role. I think does uh, you know even back then he had his his little and because his face was far more boyish then and yeah. I feel like Shahid this is the thing about him. he's overly aggressive overly performative overly masculine as his roles recently because he's aware that that face of his is eternally young and it's very difficult to take him seriously as a serious sort of human being if he doesn't act aggressive and i feel like he overcompensates for that a lot in his recent films but back then because his face was like that he could only act a certain way 
and uh, yeah i thought it was a good sort of casting choice i thought he let himself be overshadowed i don't think it was deliberate but no actor would let that happen but i think the character of aditya in general i thought was very well written in that sense and um, like being a sort of if you think about it he was almost like a hindi succession character because he had just, he was from a rich family he had lost his like he had a stepmother who wanted the empire his father he had lost and he was disillusioned with life he he was on a train because he probably saw enough films to think that when you're rich and when you're lost this is what you do you go take a train to nowhere and get lost in you know rural india or small town india and that's what he was doing he didn't have a sense of real life till he met geet and i think shahid mm-hmm. gave a fair good sort of quite nice performance uh, in terms of what he could have done because any other actor would have competed against geet i don't think shahid did that Right. And so what's your favorite scenes from the film do you recall in it? Uh I mean a lot of the scenes are the same as most others but uh, I feel like um, of course there's the iconic hotel decent scene and then uh, Karina also uh, Karina's character also like taking the phone and getting more and more aggressive yeah. with her, uh, with yeah. her ex-boyfriend Anshuman I thought Anshuman has a great character in that film also uh very much in subot territory but um, yeah that uh, where karina goes on the phone and gets more and more i thought that was a excellently performed scene between shahid and her because she goes overboard and that's her character that's her personality and she absolutely loses all rationality by the end of that phone call so i think that was something we hadn't seen enough in hindi cinema and i know she does something like like similarish in three idiots or she plays a similarish character in that also uh but Uh, yeah there there have been a lot of like um very you know uh, scenes that have been recalled over time but again i i find a lot of scenes in other imtiaz ali films far more memorable than the ones in jabbi met because jabbi met is popular canon and it's it's not special anymore it's just that the part was the 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 whole was greater than the sum of its parts i felt and uh, that that's how eventually it felt for me because they were all supporting characters were great it was very enjoyable breezy film but you can't also treat it as you know that it's it's one of the greatest romcoms ever made or that uh, every scene is genius i i didn't think so that the sadness towards the end of the film for me also felt a little jarring and um, how she sort of became this mousy character after being so chatty for so long so it does have its flaws but uh, yeah it's always a very rewatchable film for sure yeah i cried that's what i feel like it's very rewatchable but you rightly said you know some of the things look very also a little bit dated in the sense like yeah. that train that initial train if you remember uh, that's it's so toy train like, you, you know yeah like that toy train they put in like which was done in burning train sort yeah. of thing so <laughs> you can see the things here but it's very watchable you know but yes yeah. in terms of i felt like um, this it's there are a lot of funny scenes in that film but you know like i like the one where she goes into the train it's like mera haath chhod do main ab itni bhi sundar nahi hu you know that's sort of <laughs> this a little bit uh, those things and uh, uh, of course i yeah now my i had a question on like sochana tha with above this and this but we already mentioned here how was like um, so how do you rate imtiaz romcoms uh, which ones are your like top 3 for we have spoken about this earlier but yeah. still 
So I think um, for me, Sochanata is right on top even now. Even though filmmaking itself is dated, and I still laugh a lot if I watch scenes of that film, especially that scene where Abhay Deol goes to his fiance's father's house, who's I think a Catholic there, and absolutely tries to uh, tries to drive him away with his very rude behavior. Um, I, and uh, you know, Abhay Deol's very overly aggressive family is all very funny. You know that cultural clash that we see in films so often between both families. I felt it was very well done in Sochanath and very plausible premise also. You know, like you say no to an arranged match and then slowly fall in love with uh, that person. And then basically it's the messiness of being young and, and indecisive. And I, I felt like that is my favorite Imtiaz Ali rom-com. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan um, of, uh, I think, uh, the first Love Ajkal. But then I watched the second Love Ajkal and I thought, okay, the first Love Ajkal isn't so bad. <laughs> Uh, so I thought then Jabbi Met for me comes after that in terms of rom-coms alone and then uh, after that uh, the first love article because after that I don't think uh, Imtiaz Ali has made technically a rom-com I don't mm. treat Tamasha as a rom-com I don't treat any of his films uh, Highway or anything so in those three and of course he's made Harry Met Sejal which was a rom-com but which was awful the second love article which was awful so so in he's made only three legitimate rom-coms and I think that was my ranking. So Chanata is on top. Mm. And now again he's making Chamkila, which is again not a rom-com. It's a, a sort yeah. of bio, I think it's biopic. Sort of bio. uh, yeah. So we'll find out soon in 2020. I think it's releasing in June only. So yeah. I, okay, so that th- th- takes us to sort of the next topic. I had to talk about Varun but I'll talk about Karina Kapoor itself. Have, what are your top f- favorite performances? Because she's been here for quite a while. I was looking at her filmography. Yeah. She's been here since 2000 when Refugee released. And uh, uh, her initial films weren't that good. But uh, any of you, the memorable performances that come to your mind when you talk, mm-hmm. think of Karina Kapoor? Again, you know, see, Karina for me is always that, you know, before we saw Ranveer, I saw that royal sort of Kapoor talent only in Karina Kapoor and Karishma sort of grit, um, sort of really worked her way to the top. But Karina just came with this gifted sort of God-given talent. And I always felt she never made the most of it because it came so easily to her. I always found her to stand out in roles where she wasn't the lead, you know, like, uh, um, I mean, it, it always was the case that, like, you remember in film, her in films like... Uh, like, I like her more muted performances, like in even in Yuva, where she's sort of the girlfriend, sort of. Uh, and that was one of my early sort of, uh, so, you know, sort of um, interactions with how Karina pulls off an urban character, so to say. Uh, she, of course, she did some terrible films, um, you know, like My Prem Ki Diwani Ho and uh, all those over the top sort of films. She was very, I thought she did a mainstream role like Pooh very well. It became iconic. Uh, over time, the K3G role. Uh, I loved Diana Ashoka. I was young myself. I thought she was absolutely gorgeous and ethereal in that film. I don't think anyone has shot her as beautifully as Santosh Shivan has done in that film. Um, I I really liked her in films like Dev, uh, in in films like you know uh, Omkara, and uh, eventually Uta Punjab as well. Because even though she's not the main character, she plays. You know that it's Karina Kapoor. You're never not going to know it's Karina Kapoor because she has that presence. So the fact that she manages to counterbalance that with a muted mm-hmm. role or with a very sort of natural sort of uh, occupying of the frame 
is i uh, she does it in very few films like jabbi man she stood out and so of course it's a good performance but it's not my favorite you know i i i think still think she's been better in films like talash and uh, where she's playing this such a mysterious sort of presence in that film um and uh, yeah and i really liked her in lal singh chadda like a lot of people did even last year um she uh, she did a very good job of playing a broken sort of character without making it too broken i never liked her in films like heroine uh, or in films like uh, uh, ki and ka for that matter where you know you have to be overly aggressive about your femininity um i i don't think she comes from a real space there she's lived such a privileged life that i don't think she has enough reading on how people go through conflict or uh, certain characters act so so yeah it's, it's always been the lesser character so to say and uh, i think uh, i'll always remember those ones more than the others absolutely i completely you know the i feel like she's so good in those quieter scenes i, I one yeah, of my yeah. favorite performance of hers is talash it's just yeah. so great in that film especially that hotel scene you know when they both lie down and they talk about happiness and yeah. sadness it's beautiful and you mentioned the other films uh thinking of that i'm sure like you know maybe chameli didn't work for you then right <laughs> it didn't work for me no yeah. i thought it was miscast film right <laughs> so, right yeah. actually exactly i just felt that you know she's been praised a lot for it but somehow uh, i felt like chamedi was not her sort of strength yeah uh, how is ashoka as a film i always want to ask people because i still have to see this film, Ash- ashoka so i'm always going to come from a biased place because as first of all young when i watched it i watched it twice in a week i remember it was absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous to watch on a screen um again you know if you watch it now of course it's not dated very well mm-hmm. i don't think sharukh's performance was great either but uh, karina was absolutely like spellbound uh, spellbounding the music was beautiful the rare anomalic track that sounded like a arm track so um so yeah it's ashoka for me is more of a mood a feeling than a film itself i don't think it works entirely well as a historical uh they go overboard with the aesthetics and all but then if you look at it as a beautiful looking period hindi film i think it works better than a lot of the other historicals from the era you know like uh, a lot of the ashutosh gavarkar films or the bansali films for that matter i thought ashoka was more natural because it was if you have you have to remember it shot entirely almost entirely in nature in a jungle and i don't think santosh sivan there's anyone like santosh sivan to use that kind of uh lensing that kind of lighting that kind of look uh, as he did for historical anywhere else so yeah for me it's still not the greatest film ever but as as a feeling itself i still get very moved by it hmm and do you remember qurban yeah i do i do actually that's something that skipped my mind also like i thought she was pretty good in playing urgent sort of thriller sort of roles even though it came very easily to her you can always feel that things come easily to actresses like her and because of that sometimes we tend to like underestimate their performances or underestimate uh, how much effort they put into the role i thought kurban itself was not a bad film also and uh, i think she was also pretty good as she was in ek mai aur ek tu later because that could have been jab we met very much like that even though it was a entirely dharma template nri template i thought she was pretty good in that film to do such a different kind of romcom uh, then and be the kind of character that has no qualms rejecting her sort of friend or male friend by the end of the film and another 
film which people either love or hate. What are your views on Mujhse Dosti Karoge? <laughs> I have a soft spot for it because I it yeah. was the I moved to Bombay. It was my first year in Bombay. So I used to go watch films. Films were my only escape for that year. I had no friends as such. It was very difficult for me the culture clash. So I used to go watch films every weekend with my dad. Mujhse Dosti Karoge because of the soundtrack because Rithik was a big star because Rithik because Karina was a big star. I went to watch it. uh and i was very much a fan of the film when it released and i keep now sometimes like cringe watching it i love cringe watching it uh, i know the difference between loving a film and hate watching it uh but um, i'm still quite fond of the film in a way like if it, it it's nostalgia i know that and it's not a great film uh if anyone from this generation watches it they like what the hell were you smoking but it's still a very sort of um it just gives me a good feeling of the time we were in then and that entire love triangle thing and even though the performances were very campy except rani mukherjee i thought it was um it was a fairly likable film mm. and uh, kunal kohli has made few so uh, does hum tum work for you did hum tum work no hum tum did not work uh, i know it was a big deal Uh, I was not impressed by that film. Not impressed by the animation that they put that stupid comical thing in it. And I thought Kunal Kohli was always a director who tried too hard. I was never a big fan of him. He ruined Fana, um, which could you know which could have been much better uh, if it was another director. Um, I don't think he made good films after that. Uh, and Mujhse Dosti Karoge, of course, I liked because I was younger. If I'd watched it five years later, I may not have liked it. Mm. And you mentioned about Dave. What do you think of that as a film? Because that's so long ago, but I, I feel it's mm. a great film. But how, how do you remember it's any a, memories of Dave? Yeah, it's a first of all, it's a very good film. I always looked at it as a marriage of two different kinds of Hindi cinema. Govind Nilani obviously parallel Hindi cinema for so long, and I was always waiting for someone like him to take stars like Karina Kapoor, to take stars like uh, you know like Anita. Amitabh or whatever. Uh, all these guys and and them to sort of conjoin their visions together so i thought it was a very good film and i thought karina was excellent in that film and she was and she was so well directed and it was so difficult to get a performance like that out of someone like her uh, and she showed what she was capable of with that film that's why you feel worse later on when you see that she hasn't done justice to her um, to her, the kind of talent she had i thought like uh, the cast in dev was phenomenal like ompuri you had and you had amitabh and you had Amrish Puri, you had all these um, terrific actors, and it was such a brave film for its time. You can't imagine a film like that being made right now, and uh, that's what makes me sad. Like you'll never see a Dev being made again. You'll see a lot of these filmmakers getting outdated because their vision was so audacious, so honest, so brave. Yeah. Got it. And then finally, uh, on the uh, Urta Punjab. Uh, thing mm. how was that as a film for you we spoke about okay. kind of performance <clears throat> yeah like uh, uttar punjab is the kind of film that sort of really punched me so hard when i watched it that i haven't been able to watch it again since it's one of those films and i think that worked for sonchedia as well i haven't watched it after that like abhishek chobe is a fantastic director I, i'm sad that he doesn't make more films or doesn't direct more he's made a couple of shorts i know since then but i'm i keep waiting for his films um, because uttar punjab was just like raw brilliant storytelling and it was such a original film such great performances across the board you know like uh, of course everyone praised alia bhat and you know shahid or 
uh, everyone else and he, i thought diljit dosanjh and karina were also terrific in that film and it's just such a difficult film to make about you know the drug epidemic in punjab and i i'm making a you know sort of cop celebrity uh, thriller out of it and uh, having alia play such a character um it really is one of the films i don't know when i'll revisit again but if i ever do it'll be like watching it for the first time again i have a i have a feeling and i do remember karina's character very well from that film because her fate in that film is very much tied into how that film sort of unfolds so um so yeah one of my favorite hindi films in the last 10 years for sure mm. okay i had one more topic but i think we'll park that for next time and yeah. maybe as i said we will talk about one of uh, sports writing specifically in one of the upcoming podcasts yeah. but yeah so uh, thanks uh, everybody for listening and uh, thank you rahul as always for your insights um, uh, we will see you in a few weeks from now okay not see you we will get back <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay okay rahul uh, talk to you soon